Microphone test, one, two, three, one, two, three. It's rad, but dard. Uh, what's cracking, dude? Not a lot, dude. I'm uh, actually currently um, re-watching Bionic 6. I saw that. I'm all kinds of jealous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to... I gotta, um... So the only reason I'm able to watch Bionic 6 is because I got a shit ton of fucking bootleg tapes and ripped them all onto a hard drive. So I really Fuck yeah. onto a um, USB and send it to you because, yes. uh, you know, Please. it's the best quality, but I, I just, yeah... I um I'd be all kinds of happy for it. For that. I I do I do love me some Bionic Six. Yeah, it, I fuck I haven't seen that in one in a minute. But um well, yeah. Okay, fun Bionic Six fact. I, mm. I found this out. I I learned the other day. Um, so this was originally conceived as a animated uh follow on from the Six Million Dollar Man and the Bionic Woman, and they were going to get Lee Majors and Lindsay Wagner back to do the voices. No um, way. Yeah. No. Seriously, man. And apparently, like, it all fell through at the last minute, so they changed it so that it was the Bennett family instead of the Austin family and, you know, uh, flicked a few things around. So, yeah, I thought that Dude, was really fucking cool. That is fucking cool. I, I did not know that. That is a fucking awesome fun fact. Neither did I, man. I did not know that at all. And because um, as a kid, I was always like, I wonder if this is not meant to be the $6 million man or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, fucking interesting little fun tidbit about the Bionic 6. Oh, that's fucking awesome, man. And, and it's a great little cartoon. I, I like, I haven't seen it for a while, so my memory of it's very sketchy at best. But, um, yeah, man, that's one of those fucking killer cartoons yeah, of man, our childhood, man. It still kind of holds up. I mean, look, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll freely admit I'm watching it in what's essentially VHS quality. Yeah. And, you know, like most 80s cartoons, it kind of, you know, some episodes are better than others, but yep. it's, it's still fucking solid, man. I, oh, fuck really... yeah, dude. I um, I recently fucking started watching again Battle of the Planets. Oh, I'm so fucking jealous because I have been... So I lost... I had a complete box set of that on DVD because mm-hmm. um, I fucking love Battle of the Planets. It's I, so good, right? Someone years ago... And they never brought it back, and now that box set is out of print. And oh no! Any fucking where? So I'm holding out hope that someone will do like a, a clean up Blu-ray release or something for it, and I'll be able to get it again. Or you know, alternatively, my favorite method of purchasing stuff is some nerd out there will knock up his girlfriend and have to sell all his shit because he's having a baby. <laughs> and I am not too proud to say that I will profit off that misery. <laughs> I love that. I love it. That's fucking it's, mean. it's always the thing. It's like, you know, I'll, I'll pick something up super cheap. Yeah. And, you know, 
Bay or Rio. So I'm going, how the fuck did you find this? I'm like, yeah, oh, some dude's like knocked up his girlfriend. So now he's got to sell all his shit and clear out his spare room to make way for a nursery. You know, uh, fucking out all things. <clears throat> I'm, I'm not too proud to go. Well, you know what? If you couldn't use a condom, I yeah. would buy your crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well said. <laughs> Oh fucking! It's cold and harsh, but you know what, man? It's a it's a harsh world, and god damn it, I need Battle of the Planets on DVD again. God damn it! <laughs> uh, it'll it, that day will come. That day will great, come. How great is Battle of the Planets, though? Seriously, dude. Like, right? It's the fucking bomb, dude. Like, I mean, again, you can go on YouTube and download and watch a bunch of shit on there, and um, it's just fucking just such a cool cartoon series, like. I mean, it's, it's, you know, you watch it today and you kind of go, oh, wow, this is fucking far-fetched. But it's just fucking so cool, man. And, um, yeah, I, I try not to play into to it too much from a modern perspective. I just enjoy it for the, you know, the kid in me that watches it. Oh, dude, I loved that. Loved, loved that show as a fucking kid. And, why? I mean, it's like, it's got like three different fucking names. It's like the I think the original Japanese name is like Gachaman or something like that. Yes, yes. And then it was called G Force, and then I think over here it was Battle of the Planets, but I think in the states it was G Force or something. Like, yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the chronology is all fucked up, and I'm not sure how to untangle it. But yeah, it's yeah, it's still so fucking cool. It's a I fucking know. cool series. Like yeah, these five kids with um oh fuck it. I'm I'm gonna try and give the best synopsis I can. Five kids, uh, they've got these fucking super-powered bracelets, whatever, that when they go uh, transmute, they fucking transform into these fucking, like, Power Rangers-style fucking um, acrobatic fucking agents of, you know, super-powered awesomeness uh, to fight the evil forces of Spectre. And they fly this fucking cool-ass fucking jet that I think is one of the coolest fucking jets today, bar none. It is pretty fucking cool. Uh, and then when they crank the fucking pedal to the metal, it unleashes the Phoenix Force. Yeah, it's fucking cool, man. Yeah, it's it's rad. It's like yeah, it's so rad. And it's one of those things, man, where it's like I I look at that and I just go, why hasn't this kept going? Like why you know why totally. isn't there? Like, I mean, I think there was a live action. Jet I was about thing. to say yes, there was. And I have tried to find it for the longest time. Yeah. It's um, it's really hard to track down. Well, and I remember there being a trailer for like a, a like a really well done CG animated movie, like you know, kind of like that that really sweet CG that like Final Fantasy did, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that got as far as a trailer, but then it never got really fully funded. And it's just yeah. one of those great concepts where I'm just like, fuck, man, this this should, should like still be a fucking thing. Like battle of planets should still be a fucking thing. Like, yeah, there should be like an American fucking movie or something like, yeah, we should have like, you know, we should be up to like sequel number five on this or some shit. It would be cool to see like a, you know, a live action kind of film of it. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one because it would be wishful thinking, but Sometimes it's best left to the imagination. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I kind of feel like it's, you know, the, the, the way I felt when, um, you know, Michael Bay put the Dinobots into his Transformers movies. Yeah, where yeah. I was just kind of like, 
I have wanted to see live action Dinobots on screen fucking shit up since I was eight years old. And now that I've got it, I wish I hadn't. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's sometimes it's best left to the imagination. It really is. Uh, yeah. Can't stress that enough, man, because it, it's just fucked when they fuck it up. And it's, it's, you, you think to yourself, how hard is it to, you know, to fucking just, you, you've got all the source material there. Just fucking do it. Yeah. It's just like, it, it, sometimes you just sort of think like, why did you, like, you literally just had to put this on, like, you just literally had to take this from here and put it on screen. Mm. You didn't need to, why did you feel you need to improve something that's already perfect? Like, well, this is the thing, man. Like we're, you know, we're, we're talking about the, the fucking importance, uh, um, yeah, one, well, of, we, one of your fan questions. Yeah, we, we had, we had a, a fan request um, or a, a listener request because I kind of I kind of hate saying fans because it makes me sound like a pretentious cockhead. I have fans. Says like, he wearing right. his sequin fucking jumpsuit uh, yeah. sitting on a bed of cocaine. Uh, it's velour, thank you. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Like the stanza, I would drape myself in velvet if I could. (laughs) (laughs) We had a we had a a listener uh, request that, and it's something that we talked about fucking a million years ago when we first started doing this thing. um, Was like you know talking about the importance of you know comics and you know TV and like pop culture and shit like that, and and, you know the the sort of important place that it can have in people's lives. so yeah, that's that's what we're we're doing today. So, Yay! Uh, congratulations, you forced us into doing an episode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, no arguments here, man. I, I fucking love it. With the the fact that people are actively fucking, uh, you know, getting I, I, us to I talk about this stuff. I had a whole I had a whole episode planned out on fucking showgirls, but you know. <laughs> Yes, we'll just take care of the fans. Oh, now there's a movie to talk about. <laughs> oh, but no, we we do we do love that people listen, and um, yeah. yeah, we we love answering your questions. Yes, absolutely. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't be doing this. Well, we would we do it anyway, but this just adds a fucking sweetener to the deal. But yeah, um, yeah dude, um, it's it's incredible. Like. Yeah, comics to TV to movie. It's such a uh, it's such a common thing today. Whereas you know, Ooh. watching the evolution from uh, the the 60s, I would I would dare say. Well, actually, I'd go back even further, um, back to the the 30s with Superman and Batman, yeah, the old exactly. black and white movie serials, and um, yeah, I think even Captain America had a movie there at one point, a black and white one. So. I think he did, yeah. Yeah, um, you know, and and they were you know pretty watered down adaptations, but the fun was there, right? Well, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, you know, you had the old, um, even like the old Flash Gordons and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, the, the yeah, paper strips and everything that they sort of adapted and all that sort of stuff. So, well, actually, I've, I do have to bring one up. Was um, I fucking downloaded an app for the event, the Adventures of Captain Marvel? Someone created an app and uploaded all the um, TV serials back oh, from the, the old TV show where he went around to the bus. No, no, this is before that. The, oh, in, I think in the forties or whatever, the thirties. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the black and white fucking version of Captain Marvel. Holy um, shit! Yeah, dude, it's fucking great. Um, and it's it's free to download, dude. So 
and you can get all the episodes at your fingertips and they're like uh, 25 minute odd episodes or so. Oh, but, that's uh, yeah, but the, like the, the, the sequence, the flying sequences are gold. Yeah. Um, they're, they're actually really good in comparison to some of the George Reeves stuff that they put out. Yeah, so yeah. Well, I was, I was like watching a, um, I was watching, I think I posted it on Facebook a couple of weeks back. It was, um, someone had done a compilation of all of the, um, like Clark Kent to Superman changes in yes. across the yeah. year. Yeah. It, it was so cool to watch, man. Like it really was. But, you know, some of the old, um, the older Superman serials where they actually like did Superman animated, where it's like basically like, you know, he jumps out of the phone booth. The oh, Superman I love those. Yes. Takes off and then sort of turns into the old like Max Fleischer style. Yeah. Superman cartoons as he's flying through the seas. And it's really kind of fucking cool. I love that shit, man. It's, it's, there's a, in West End, well, yeah, on Melbourne Street, there's a, there's a ramen place called Tara's Ramen. And, um, on their on the wall, they have this projector just playing random cartoons, but quite frequently plays the old Max Fleischer Superman cartoons. Oh, that's rad, dude! It's all kinds of rad. So, yeah, I mean, it, our point is it, it this this shit just goes right back to then. But then in the sixties, we had some, uh, you know, Marvel Comics had the the, the Spider Man cartoons, the Hulk cartoons, Captain America, and it just evolved from there into the seventies. Where I think it kind of took a bit of a downward turn of sorts. Well, I think I, if I remember correctly, um, in this, in the seventies, because I, I vaguely remember, like like you had, um, or it might have been the very early eighties, but like you had stuff like uh, there was the Amazing Spider-Man and the Incredible Hulk cartoons, uh, which then sort of gave way to Spider-Man and his amazing friends. But you also had stuff like the New Adventures of Batman. Um, yeah. With- uh, Adam West doing Batman's voice, which was fucking cool. Um, <laughs> but, you know, which also introduced stuff like Batmite and shit like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think Hanna-Barbera had a few, I think they had like a Hanna-Barbera hour, which had like, um, there was an Aquaman cartoon. There was a Superman one. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to go on record as saying this definitely happened, but I do vaguely remember there being a Teen Titans cartoon that was like oh, wow. one or two episodes, but it was like the, you know, really original lineup of like Robin, uh, Speed, Wonder Girl, Adam, Speedy, Wonder Girl yep. and Kid Flash. Yeah. But I don't know if Kid Flash was in it. Mm, um, okay. I, I can't recall. I, I had like vague, vague memories of seeing it. And I think it may have even just been like a short that was like, sandwiched between like you know the aquaman cartoon and the superman cartoon yeah um, it might be it might be on youtube man i would need to look that up but mm. um yeah so that that was a thing um but like even the super friends and uh yeah and we had like super friends challenge of the super friends i love challenge of the super friends a fun story i recently found and got the superpowers cartoon Fuck yes. DVD, the one that had Firestorm in it, man. I was so fucking chuffed because I loved that as a kid. Cause, yeah, yeah, Firestorm fu- rules. Firestorm was my jam as a kid. I was yeah, big peas fucking- in a pod, man. <laughs> Fuck yeah. He was it, like, I, I don't know. I remember as soon as I saw the comic book of Firestorm, I was like, I'm in. This, this is my jam. I fucking oh, dude, love yeah. this guy. He looked fucking rad, right? Like, Yeah, dude. 
I was just a cool looking character. Um, great story, fun. Yeah, ticked all yeah. the boxes. Yeah, I, I was I, I was the same man. I was a huge Firestorm geek. I've got um, I'm actually on a quest at the moment to get the last fifty issues and couple oh, wow. of annuals of the original series. I've got the first fifty, yeah. uh, and the first three annuals. Um, Sick. Took some fucking doing, but yeah. So I'm I'm slowly getting there. That's slowly fucking getting... cool, man. Oh, That's cool I as fuck. Had a shitload of them as a kid, man. But like, I just I just lost that they got thrown out or something yeah. like that. As oh, it you know, happens, life this happens. happens when you're a little kid. Um, yeah. But yeah, but I mean, I think that's the thing, man, is that like, you know, this shit is, you know, to answer like what the uh, listener was asking about, Mm. um, you know, I mean, I think this shit really is important because like, you know, if you're sort of, um, you know, not to get too fucking deep and meaningful and all that sort of stuff, but yeah, it's, it's like a friend of mine, um, a friend of mine wrote an article once for a uh, fanzine that we both wrote for. Um, and it was basically like, you know, uh, why do you read comics sort of thing? Mm. And I think, you know, the, uh, he, he actually didn't get any responses. So I said, oh, dude, I'll just do an assumed name and um, write your response. Um, secrets out. Fucking if anyone read that article back in 2004, sorry, we lied. Um, <laughs> but um you know the the answer that i gave him i i think still sort of holds true because it was like you know it was 2004 it was right after like september 11th happened and all that sort of shit sure sure and um i sort of you know basically like put it to him as like well look man we live in a world that's kind of shit like we live in a world where fucking crazy ass motherfuckers are flying planes into buildings and killing people yeah why would you not want to escape that for a little while and, you know, take a, a time out and, you know, lose yourself in a bit of a fantasy world or a bit of escapism where, like, you know, the good guys can win and, you know, being a bad guy, like, doesn't work out for you in the end and, you know, like, justice and all that sort of shit prevails and, you know, fucking Superman can come out of the sky and save you. Like, why why wouldn't you want to lose yourself in that? And I think that's kind of a universal thing. It's like, you know, if, you know, life's a bit difficult or whatever, um, you can lose yourself in a movie or a comic or music even or a book or whatever, you know, you can, um, you know, this this really great thing Ethan Hawke posted recently where he's like, you know, no one thinks about poetry until they need it. And I think that kind of like until, you know, until you're like really in love and you want to know if someone's felt the same way or, you know, your, your heart's broken and you want to know if someone's felt the same. I think that works as well for comics, movies, music, fucking TV, anything is that like, you know, you can either use it to escape the world if the world's a bit shit and lose yourself in a place where, you know, good triumphs over evil and there's happy endings and stuff like that. Or conversely, you can use it to relate to people. Um, you know, if you're going through some shit, you can watch a movie, you know, where it's like, I mean, even, even like, for example, I was talking to someone the other day and they were saying like, why is Seven one of my favorite movies? Yeah. And I said, well, okay, look, Seven's really fucking grim, but Seven also has a bit of an uplifting ending because it's like, in spite of all the awful shit that Morgan Freeman's character has seen in Seven, he basically says at the end of Seven, like, yeah, you know what? 
I believe, you know, the, you know, Ernest Hemingway once said the world once said the world is a good place and worth fighting for. I believe the last part. And he basically says, you know, hey, you know what? Yeah, this is a shit world, but I think it can be better. So I'm going to show up to work the, tomorrow and try and change it again. And, you know, I think that's kind of a bit uplifting. It's like, yeah, he, he even though he's been through all this awful shit and watched, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow's head go into a box and all that sort of crap, you know, he's still, spoiler for anyone that hasn't seen Seven, um, <laughs> you know, Morgan Freeman still basically says, like, yeah, in spite of all this awful shit, I'm going to show up and do my job as a cop tomorrow and try and make this place a little bit better. And I think that's kind of uplifting. So... Yeah, I think that's why, you know, comics and movies and pop culture and shit like that is really important for people. And that's certainly my take on it. So Yeah, I, I agree, Over man. You, Jack, man. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I mean, look, we, we touched on a little bit last week with No Retreat, No Surrender about that escapism. Yeah. With bullying and all that sort of thing. And, and like, you know, in real times, no matter what you, uh, you know, no matter what adversity you're dealing with, Traveling into reading a comic book or watching a cartoon or one of these adaptations that we've talked about, it can offer you uh, a real uh, escapism and it'll take you to a place where you just feel at home, you know. And and when you read these comics like Superman or Spawn or um, The Punisher, any of those sorts of things, these are characters that we can all relate to in some shape or form. Yeah. like the Hulk, you know, we can read these characters and go, oh, my God, that's me, you know. Yeah. Um, we get all that. And and the same with cartoons, man. You, you, you watch like, uh, yeah, man, you've only got to watch. We can go on for days about some of the, the, the cartoons from the 70s and the 80s, like um, stuff like Captain Caveman, the, the Hanna-Barbera stuff, man. Oh, yeah. Fucking yeah. Birdman. Yeah, Space Ghost, fucking Johnny Quest, all that stuff. How rad was Space Ghost? Right? It's fucking the bomb, dude. But, like, these are, this is our childhood. This is escapism at its finest. Like, you can lose yourself. It's funny, man. It's like, you know, you look at, like, stuff like Bionic 6. Yeah. For example, which, you know, I've, as as mentioned, I'm currently watching. Mm. Uh, But it's like, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there where it's like, there are a lot of themes of, and there's another thing I watched, which I'll get, I'll get to in a sec before we, before we wrap up. But it's like, mm. if you watch Bionic 6, it's like, you know, and, and even like stuff like Ninja Turtles and, and certain shit like that to a degree, there is a certain level of um, family of choice in there as well, where it's like, yeah, you know, we may not be related or whatever, but we're, we're family. And I think, you know, if you're a kid that's going through some tough shit with your family or whatever, that's an important thing to know that like you can have, family that aren't necessarily blood like yeah know, I mean, it's in the bionic six theme song you know they absolutely like, you know all that sort of shit um i'm mangling the lyrics but you know what i mean yeah they'll watch it on youtube they'll do a far better fucking job than i ever could um yeah yeah so, you know um and i was even so i recently got uh mork and mindy on dvd i saw that dude fucking, so fucking cool oh, so, fucking so cool. great so good um but, you know, I was, I was doing my uh, comic order for February um, last night. I was spinning a couple episodes in the background and I kind of got sucked in because there's a real, um, you know, there, there's a lot of very subtle lessons 
and stuff in a lot of these things. I mean, look, some of the 80s stuff that we love, like He-Man and that was not so subtle. Like mm. He-Man popped up and gave you a lesson at the end of the episode. Yeah. And Walking Mindy, and there's a lot of stuff in there about like, you know, and it's stuff I didn't pick up on as a kid because you're just busy watching Robin Williams and funny. Oh, there's heaps of social commentary. There is, man. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of commentary in there about like people's perceptions of like, you know, Mork and Mindy living together, you mm-hmm. know, Mork being an outsider and being a bit weird and people not accepting him and, you know, Mindy standing up for him all the time and Mork being kind of flawed by that. Like, yeah. Talking to Orson at the end, it's like, you know, oh, this earth girl like stood up for me and defended me against her father and shit like that. And it's like, I'm watching it, man. I'm just going, this is fucking way deeper than I remember it being. Um, mm, absolutely. Uh, and it's like, I think, I think it's like, it's only when you're an adult, you kind of pick up on that shit. So, well, yeah, it's, it's that compassion that Mindy has for Mork and, and the, the childish, um, sorry to interrupt there, but the, no, the childlike, no, no. um, the childlike excitement that Mork has, has an alien, but also just, you know, and, and again, you know, this is kudos to Robin Williams, the, the, the magic of his Fuck. acting impro, yeah, impro king, but also just selling us a character from another world, I mean, in many ways relatable between actor and character, that he he just came across these real-life situations on, on screen and just the way he adapted to every scenario and gave us a life lesson was fucking incredible. Yeah, um, yeah like that, that shit was years ahead of its time, in my oh, opinion. Dude, yeah. yeah, big time, man, big time. But, yeah, I mean, you know, sort of um, like... like you know, get, getting to the um, the original question. I, I think mm. that's why this stuff is so important because yeah. it, it not only offers escapism, but I feel like, and without getting too fucking pretentious and, you know, placing way too much importance and reading too much into shit, I, you know, I don't want to be that guy. And Yeah. Oh, God, shut up, you wanker. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I just, I think, like, if you, um, you know, I mean, for me, it's like, look, um, you know, not to get too fucking, but like, you know, I didn't have the greatest childhood for a lot of reasons, but I really learned a lot from, you know, a lot of these, you know, characters and things about, like, how to be a good person, you know, how to do the right thing, how to do the right thing, even if it was difficult and tough to do the right thing and i think that that kind of shit can be really important when you know you're young and stuff like that absolutely Um, i think we all did man you know if you don't have like you know massive role models and stuff like that like you tend to find them in you know the shit that you consume and Mm. yeah i just i just think that like you know this this stuff is important to you know I don't know, like give people a bit of escapism from, you know, a difficult life, um, give people a bit of hope and, you know, give people some, some life lessons and stuff. Well, right? again, you know, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, w- without sounding old man on rocking chair, I'm glad. And I feel grateful that we lived in a time where we had these fucking heroes to look up to, like Mork and Mindy, where yeah. we had Shazam, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Fine. super friends, Fine. you know, yeah. Firestorm, the comic, um, hell, I was just thinking about Kiss. Yeah. Fucking doesn't get much bigger than that, you know? Um, fucking musical superheroes, you know? Like, we, we were fucking, in many ways, spoiled. Yeah. Um, for escapism as, as kids. Whereas 
today, uh, you got Bluey. You got the Wiggles. Uh, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm not dissing it, but in comparison, fuck, man, we, we had it in spades, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I really feel like, um, you know, the... Um... I feel like, you know, we had a bit of a golden age. I mean, and I feel really like that, that ran over into the 90s as well with stuff like Captain Planet, um, yeah. you know, Beast Wars, the Ninja Turtles um, and and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, the, the Power Rangers to a degree. But, um, yeah, it just, it kind of um, sort of saddens me that a lot of this stuff isn't sort of available for kids nowadays like you know i i feel like there's been and not to strap my tinfoil hat on but i i feel like a lot of um and look to be fair i haven't watched bluey please don't fucking shoot me i've heard it's really good i've heard it has a lot of like important you know life lessons and stuff in there and is, is oh, really that sort of thing and it's it's made by a guy from brisbane it's pretty yeah, fucking exactly. cool yeah i mean i think i, think I know dally um and he's a really great guy and yeah I fucking deserves all the success and, and yeah i'm not i'm not dissing it in any uh, shape or form myself yeah. i'm just i'm just basically just saying i just i just feel yeah. like you know Beyond that, it's like, you know, I mean, look, you know, I see stuff like Peppa Pig and, you know, all that sort of shit. And I'm just like, mm. I just kind of feel like kids entertainment has been a bit dumbed down. Yes, um, I think so too. And it kind of, I think it's a bit sad. It's like, you know, n- none of none of the shit that we're talking about was fucking high art. It was like a lot of it, you know, Thundercats and stuff like that was designed to sell toys, which is yeah. fine. Yeah, but they still managed to put some important shit in there with it. Well, they really um, did, yeah. You know, and maybe it's just the rose-colored glasses of nostalgia looking back on it and rewatching it that, like, you know, this is something I connect with. I don't know. Maybe in fucking twenty or thirty years, someone's going to be sitting here doing a podcast saying, you know, how much they connected to the Teletubbies and what important life lessons they told them. <laughs> I don't know. It could happen. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I fucking doubts, but. Um, you know, yeah. So I just, I just think like, you know, I, I think, yeah, to, in, in a roundabout Billy Connolly kind of way, like that's, that's the answer. I just think that this stuff is important because of, um, it is all the things it can give us. Um, well, it gives us, it gives us, uh, like you've touched on, it gives us moral structure, but it also gives us, uh, a creative outlet. You know, it sparks our creativity. I mean, fuck. For you and me, we're we're creating comic books where we've you've written books and scripts, you know, um, and all of this is it is indebted to a childhood enriched in escapism and creativity. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and I'll I know you as well. I will forever be grateful to having a childhood that allowed me that escapism. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. Like, absolutely. And I mean, also, it's like, like I said, it's, it's also, I think, you know, the, the escapism of like, I mean, Jesus, man, like, I don't think, and I mean, look, everyone does it. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care whether you're sitting there going, oh, fucking comics are stupid. You're one of those yeah. assholes. Um, look, everyone escapes in some way, whether it's via they comics movies tv books going to the gym music singing drinking fucking dungeons and dragons dungeons and dragons whatever this Mm -hmm. is all the same shit this is Mm -hmm. all 
a respite from how kind of crappy we are in real life. Like, I mean, you turn on the news and it's like, you know, two, I mean, as the time of we're recording this, it's like all that awful shit happened with those poor young cops that got in. Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah. Like, you look at that shit and it's horrible, man. Yeah. It's like, what fucking world am I living in where people can do that to each other? Well, you've only just got to walk down the street and just walk past any bus stop and you see every fucking person at the bus stop is just glued to their phone, fucking aimlessly scrolling. Um, I don't know about you, but that's not the kind of world that I like to live in. That's the thing. And it's like, why would you... And I mean, I live in hope that one day, you know people will take the lessons that we we get from this stuff mm. and, you know, try. I mean, look, I do. I try to apply, like, all the shit. And, look, that's a big reason why I do what I do. Like, I give mm-hmm. charity every Christmas and stuff like that. And I do that because I'm trying to apply, like, a lot of the stuff that I learned as a kid from comics and movies and stuff like that, where it's like, look, if you're in a position to help someone, you just do it. Yeah. Uh, you don't ask for thanks. Like, you know, you, you fucking swoop down off the rooftop – beat the living fuck out of the mugger and then take off before anyone can say thank you. That, that's, yeah. that's what Batman does. And God damn it. That's what I'll do. Damn uh, straight. Except for the whole jumping off the rooftop bit. Cause I'm fucking, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. fucking throw my fucking hip out. If I do that. <laughs> I'm crippling my back and be like, Oh my God, my sciatic nerve. Why? Yeah. Why? But you know, man, I just, I just think it's important to try and apply that stuff to real life. And yeah, I, mean, look, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, trying to escape the shit. Mm-hmm. I, just, I just don't, I just, I think like, you know, look, if, you know, reading a comic for 20 minutes or watching a movie for an hour and a half, like helps you reset your brain and forget the worries of the world and you get something out of that or you can identify with a character and get some empathy and, and, you know, a bit of support for whatever you're going through. Fuck. It's not the worst. More power to you. You could be shooting fucking heroin. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Fucking a man. Um, fucking great question. I Uh, I feel like we kind of answered that well in a roundabout way. I think so, man. Our our usual rambling method. Um, Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, I reckon so, man. And uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully this episode encourages people to fucking go dive bomb into YouTube or wherever and uh, rediscover what? some some of the classic ca- cartoons what? out there. Are the planets and Bionic Six. Fuck yeah, dude, and do it. Also, like you know what? Let your fucking freak flag fly. Like if mm. you're into this shit, don't fucking be ashamed of it. Yeah, exactly, man. Fucking wear it with pride. I mean, yeah. fuck, we got conventions galore today that celebrate this shit on a on a regular basis, man. So fucking what a time to be alive as I and always say. will find you charming and eccentric. Exactly. When you're like, yeah, I'm watching Bionic 6. It's like, oh my God, he's weird. And cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it, what a time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Work. I'm not going to say it'll definitely work, but you know, it could. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, that's us for this Saturday. That's us. So like and subscribe. Thank you very much for listening. Yes. And we will be back next week. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas time. Yeah, <laughs> we've already done Die Hard, haven't we? We have, but hey, we can celebrate the magic of Christmas movies. Oh, we totally will. We totally yeah, will. we will. <laughs> it's going to be great. Tune in for that one and tune in for many more. And uh, yeah, we look forward to having you here again, peeps. Yep. See you next time. Yeah. Later. All right. Stay rad. Always.